Hello and welcome <laughs> to the Little Things Podcast. Why I'm, is everybody so giggly? Because the sun is shining. We haven't seen the sun for so long. Praise the Lord. Yep. It's just bringing joy. What a mood changer, though, for reals. Uh, yes. And the temperature. Yeah. Although I love the snow. I, we sat in here and watched the beautiful snow fall, but now I'm loving the sun. We needed it. My ankles are showing. So and my legs are not shaved, but I don't care. Neither am I. <laughs> it's great. Okay, we have an extra special guest visitor today. Her Who doesn't is? seem uncomfortable at all. Oh, totally by the, uncomfortable. <laughs> by, the, by the leg shaving conversation. Oh, whatever. Well, you could tell my husband this is actually maybe how you could get me to be quiet. Like, just put a microphone <laughs> in front of me. <laughs> yes. This is Jen Hansen. And she is here today to talk to us about nutrition and healthy eating and talking to our children about nutrition and our families and all of that. And I'm going to let her introduce herself a bit. Go but for it. first, I think we should say today oh. is a very special day because Jen is willing to be here with us. On her birthday. <gasps> Happy birthday, Happy Jen. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. Do you feel older and wiser? You know, maybe a little. Yeah. Yeah. A good thing. Yeah. I like it. You can you can check off, do a podcast on your birthday off your bucket list. Yes. Look at and that. Can I tell you how old I am? 39. <gasps> That's a good year. I know. This is the year everyone says that they are. I know. Like for the rest really of your life. It. Yeah. That's so how this old is, I am. Yeah. You're rocking it. Yes. And I maybe shouldn't say, but my husband is a little over or a little under a year older than me. So he might be 40 next month. Ooh. Oh, wow. Well, you're not 40. I'm not. Oh, 40. Not. No. I said <laughs> black balloons. <laughs> Are you going to have a party? I don't know. Mm, he's not a super party animal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I don't know. Like I would plan a party and then he would be like, mm, Mm -hmm. I don't know yet. I don't know. We might have to go ice fishing somewhere in South Dakota or something for a day. That's his thing. That yes. that sounds black balloonish to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's opposite of <laughs> fun to me. Right. But good well, for him. But he loves it. And good for mm -hmm. you. What a good wife. Well, we'll, well, here. <laughs> we'll see. It's not planned it yet. yet. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. Well, um, Yes, I'm a wife to Zach Hansen and a mother of three children. And then our three, what we call floor people. Those are our dog children. Um, oh, I love that phrase. Floor, floor people. Floor people. Yes. Uh, last night, actually, at church, my middle child, Cora, was supposed to um, talk about somebody uh, that she loves that has died. And she couldn't think of any actual people that, you know, like she really has been alive for when they've passed away. And so she, she wrote floor her floor person <laughs> died last year. And so she was talking about the things and, that she loved. And about Pastor floor Andy was going, so we moved to an acreage in Syracuse last year and we are really loving being a part of that community. They've just welcomed us with such open arms. So we're really blessed to be there. Um, I have my master's in public health with an emphasis on community health education and have a master's level certified health education specialist, which I feel like is just for me to say that I know like a little about a lot of things, but like not a lot about anything. <laughs> so um, I work in local public health uh, for the last 10 years. My favorite thing to do has been to work um, with local communities to um, like as a grassroots community driven um, action planning process to increase access to healthy foods, walking and biking and uh, trails in rural Nebraska. And we did that through policy systems and environment changes. Uh, I'm a lifelong Lutheran, thanks to the grace of God and my mother. And I always have to say, I grew up with Bethany's family. Mm -hmm. Her dad was my pastor for most of my life. He led me in confirmation, officiated Zach's and my marriage and my father's funeral and baptized two of my three children. That is so cool. I've known Jenny a long time, and her name is Jen now, but I, I'm going to try hard not to call <laughs> her Jenny. Professional name? No. Oh. <laughs> so well, professional. And the funny thing is, when I came out to the, the podcast studio, which is really just a portable, but when I came out here, they're talking and talking, and, and the way Bethany said, yeah, and Jen grew up in Honey Creek, Iowa, and I'm like, and you guys just now realize this? <laughs> 
No. You can't. <laughs> Jenny is one of the few people who have grown up in Honey Creek, Iowa. Like, there are so few of us. The you have to you. know each other. Yes, that's, you have to know each other. So you, you've got to be good people if you grew up in Honey Creek, Iowa. Yeah. Well, I think I think so. <laughs> okay. Has there Jen. ever been a Hallmark movie there? We talked uh, about that, but it sounds it like sounds there should be. It sounds way more romantic than it actually is. Like, Honey Creek, Iowa is like a closed post office and a bar. Like, you blink and you've driven through it. You miss it. Like, the only way you can describe it is by describing things that are nearby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're not actually it. Yeah, that's true. We grew up in the country, so yeah. we were really, it's, we weren't in town or anything. Well, so far, um, I feel like Honey Creek, Iowa is batting a, a hundred. Is that a thing? So I, shouldn't, I shouldn't make sports references because I don't know if that was a good thing. No, or not. But it's, because so far, the two people I know from Honey Creek, Iowa are great. So, yay. It sounds like a good place to live. Jenny, do you remember our church (laughs) talent shows? Oh, no. (laughs) No, I'm the one who should be embarrassed. Oh. I feel like Rachel and I did more of... And side note, twin sister Rachel, not this Rachel. Yes, Rachel, my sister. (laughs) We were more involved in the talent shows than anyone should ever have wanted or seen. Or I don't... (laughs) That's what I think of. Whenever I see your mom to have like, oh, she has seen so much, so much of my embarrassing <laughs> moments. But um, Zach was posting something that were like, I was singing and I didn't know he was recording and it was so, I was like, oh, that is awful. He's like, that's you. I'm like, I know, but it's still really bad. And now when you say that, I know I sang many songs I should we not have did. sung alone by myself with a microphone. So It was so fun though. It was. Jenny and I were also in show choir together yes. at Tri Center High School. I'm going to go back and look in your books. <laughs> we were good. We were like really good. We were really good. I mean, it was a small town, a small school in the middle of a cornfield, but our show choir was really good. We won awards. I, I don't know why to, I'm bragging to you about this. Right to, <laughs> I feel like this is where we need to do a throwback and you guys both have microphones. Oh dear! I, I feel like it's time for a song. <laughs> oh, oh. Ain't no mountain high enough. Uh, it's so good. We never mind. Yeah. Uh, we'll, let's change the conversation. We're talking about nutrition. Back to food. Yes. <laughs> so I feel I'm not an expert in singing or nutrition, but we're gonna do both today. We're gonna do both today. Yeah. Um, no, this is, we're just gonna have a conversation of how well. Yeah, we, well, we kind of were thinking of January, which now it's February already, but new year, new habits. People are always doing resolutions. Yeah. And what is the big one? I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to start eating healthier. I'm going to exercise more. And the thing about food is we can't live without it, right? So we've got those relationships with food that we have to make healthy, or if we don't, our health suffers from it. Mm-hmm. I really like that you said habits, and I really like that you, Rachel, brought up all of the resolutions that we're all going to try to do all at the same time because right. they're like full changes, yeah. huge changes in themselves. But then we're like, let's just stack them on top of one another. Yeah. <laughs> so I yes. totally am guilty of that. And then when I fail one, it's like throw them all out the yeah. window. Yeah. I can't do anything yeah. then. If I'm not eating well, then I might as well not exercise. Either. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. true. Well, and then you there's. There's like that getting rid of them all, but also that guilt and that, oh gosh, mm-hmm. I can't do anything. Like this one thing I just can and then you just harbor and carry around all that, that burden of just feeling like a failure mm-hmm. when you can't live up to whatever you've, you've decided for yourself for that resolution. And part of that, I know one of the things that we're going to talk about, and I don't want to jump too far ahead is when you get information. So I quite honestly, years ago probably three years ago, Googled intermittent fasting. Every single morning, my email, if I choose to get on Facebook, my Facebook feed is filled with intermittent fasting, um, ways to banish the the belly bloat. Like there's Mm -hmm. everything that by that one Google is just has been populated by weight loss things that whether correct or not. But did you know... I like this. I like this lead-in. Did you know? Hold on. I'm going to give you a little fast fact here. Um, Did you know that if you look at 
um, the risk factors or the um, associated risk factors, lifestyle things that are occurring when someone is gaining weight, um, it's directly related to the proximity or the, the closeness that someone has just dieted. So like basically uh-huh. the biggest indicator of weight gain is restricted eating and weight loss and dieting. So it's like if you want to gain weight, you should try to lose weight. Mm. That's the most depressing thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Ah. But it totally makes sense. It's true. It's that yo-yo of, oh, yeah. I could lose 30 pounds, but then you're going to gain it right back. Yeah. And, and then well, some, because your body's like, okay. I've been in starvation like mode. That. Yeah. Why'd you do that? And it's, I mean, really and truly, isn't it, isn't it what God says, though? When, he, when, when there's a law, then all we want to do is break the law. So, like, let's just put a bunch of rules around our food so that all we want to do is continually break those rules. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's and, a great way of <laughs> looking at that. Yeah, and you can't really get away from it because it's it's our old Adam. It's our sinful nature. It's within us. So what are some ways then that we can figure out how can we work with sort of that and how can we then incorporate our relationship with God into our natural bodies? I feel like a lot of times we want to separate that, right? Like we want to talk about food and nutrition and how do you eat and what do you eat? But there's so much more that, that goes into that. Yeah. Okay, so how do you so eat? Teach how, yeah. eat? How do you eat, okay. Miss Jen? <laughs> so um, I guess, well, um, I will say that growing up, sorry, mom, but my mom was always, always on a diet. Like always. She And it, for her, it's kind of fun. Like, you know, it's like a challenge or something she can do. She's never had a weight problem or anything like that. She just... I think she just enjoys it. (laughs) Um, But as a young woman, I kind of was like, oh, apparently this is what you do. Like, you just do that. Like, you only know what to eat by whatever diet you're on says you can eat. Mm -hmm. And so I really did struggle a lot. I went to college um, and really struggled with my relationship with eating and with food and myself. And um, so for quite a few years, I struggled with that. And then I had daughters. And after I had my two daughters, um, I really, really didn't want them to be defined by that anymore. I didn't want them to feel like that was um, just a weight that they would have to carry. And I knew that if I had struggled with that, then they were likely to struggle too. So I, um, one of the tools that I found for uh, my life that I feel like was a gift from God is um, it's called intuitive eating and it's uh, written by a a couple of um, psychologists, um, maybe even psychiatrists. And they uh, worked with a lot of um, um, anorexic women, people with diagnosed eating disorders. And they found out a lot of those triggers um, or a lot of the same um, ideas that women or men or whatever had with, food or with their habits. Um, and so they came up with these 10 principles. Number one is reject the diet mentality. Number two, honor your hunger, which means you have to be able to know when you're hungry and full, like actually physically. And not thirsty. And not thirsty. There's so many <laughs> things. Or bored. Or bored, yeah. Or sad. Or, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. it's, yes. So it's very much about what I love about the principles of intuitive eating and, um, I feel, and, and, and again, not separating that from my relationship with God, but viewing it as, okay, if this is supposed to help me identify how my body works, then it's how God created my body. And if he says that I can, dis- I can feel when I'm hungry and full physically, and I, can, and I can look at that and try to separate those other things, then my body must be able to do that naturally. Like, so I just need to, I just want to hone in on figuring that out. Um, but there's a lot of things to go with that. So making peace with food, challenging the food police. So if someone says, like, are you gonna eat, really going to eat that? Or, like, Ooh, that's not the best. Did you know that's not healthy? You know, that kind of thing. Um, discovering the satisfaction factor. So just sort of, like, sitting with what you've eaten and, like, feeling it to see how it's sitting. And if you're full or if you're not full. Uh, feeling your fullness, coping with your emotions with kindness, respecting your body, movement, feeling the difference between when you move and when you're not moving and then honoring your health with gentle nutrition. So like knowing what good foods are, knowing what healthy foods are for you. Um, and then also giving grace and like working within that, you know, like 
all foods are, I love the phrase, it's just food. Like it's, there's no, there doesn't need to be shame associated with food, no matter what you eat. But we often do that. And it's such a hard thing to disconnect. Well, and it becomes such a cycle, right? And when we see it all the time, we do. Yeah, yeah. it -hmm. is hard to disconnect that shame with food. Mm -hmm. So let's start at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What does God's word say about food and how we feed ourselves? I should have looked up how many times food is referenced in the Bible. It would be a lot. It would be a lot. Yeah. Well, Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. Yeah. Yes. And I love what, bread. <laughs> and how does he strengthen and sustain us in faith? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bread and wine. His mm-hmm. body and his blood. He even associates his own physical body and blood with bread. And I mean, it's in the bread and wine. Um, he says, you know, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Um, we know that the devil even tempted Jesus himself in the desert with food and his physical hunger after fasting for 40 days. Um we also have spiritual hunger and Satan knows this and he wants us to believe that lie that in anything that we can exist in anything without God, but, but we can't and we don't. Right. So, um, then also Ecclesiastes nine, seven, go eat your food with gladness and drink your wine with a joyful heart for God has already approved what you do. That's so beautiful. Like mm-hmm. you're forgiven, you're bought, you're paid for, you're a claimed child of God and you get to have freedom and, in that. And enjoy what you're mm-hmm. eating. Yes. And not yes. feel shame in what you're eating. And but. be a slave to it, to, a slave to yes. the counting of calories or yes. the feeling out of control of binging or, yes. or restricting. Yes. And I think that's it, right? With any good gift from God, we take it and we make it our God Yeah, and we worship yeah. it and then we become a slave to it. We abuse it and use it for purposes that God didn't maybe intend. And then with that, I think that sin and shame then is where that kind of maybe comes from. Um, but to know that we are free though. So we're free from it. And then to know that everything is permitted, but it might not always be beneficial, you know? So it's sort of like working that line, like, okay, I ate something, whatever that I shouldn't have, or didn't want to, or didn't intend to, or I ate too much and now I don't feel well. But again, God's created my body to sort of process that and work through that too. So can I trust it to do that and then move on, you know, yeah. make a new, make, make a new choice yes. tomorrow yes. or yeah. yes. so just go with the next step. So, well, and then part of listening to our bodies is when we eat a huge piece of chocolate cake, we're not beating ourselves up, but afterwards we feel lethargic. Maybe we get mm-hmm. that sugar crash and feel shaky and don't feel like going on a walk with our kids that night. Cause we just feel wool. So maybe it was good as part of a celebration, whatever, mm-hmm. or we just wanted it in the moment, but recognizing, okay, there's food that fuels our body that actually causes us to feel good, have energy, want to do some of these things. And there's food that we can have sometimes, but it really doesn't make us feel good. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And I mean, how many, <laughs> I am known for telling my kids like, no, you cannot have that for breakfast. I cannot, I'm not going to send you to your teacher that way. Like, uh-huh. I know, <laughs> I know what happens. You'll be crying by noon. Like, yeah. <laughs> be hungry. Yes. When, yes, you're miserable. Sugar burns crash. off. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And they, they kind of, I, as much as, you know, children and mine do, <laughs> um, you know, they have to set their own boundaries and their own things too with me, but they, um, they can tell, you know, when they, there are, they can tell when they feel good and when they don't, they're better at it than we are. Yes. Because we haven't ruined it yet. And reckon, <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and I think so much when we talk about children and you talk about being young and seeing that with, with your mom, mm-hmm. just that cycle of dieting. I know I, I've tried so many hard times to think about when I went on my first diet and I think it was third grade oh. and it was one of my good friends. Her mom had that cycle of dieting. And I remember Crystal coming to the bus stop and saying, um, guys, we're all doing chromium picolinate, which hilarious that I can remember that word. And I'm like, okay, what is that? Well, it's a, it's a vitamin that you need so that you burn calories. So you're not fat. Aww. And at that point I had, I can remember this whole thing and thinking, what, what's fat? And, and am I fat? Well, I must be if we're, if I'm doing chromium picolinate. And I think that started a cycle. And it's something I don't want to be at all costs. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because obviously it's not good if you have to do something to prevent it. 
um, a cycle for me of anorexia and then a lifelong battle with body image and also an unhealthy relationship with food of focusing to turning food Mm -hmm. into a God. None of us want to do that. But then realizing as a mom, I always tell the story about our daughter, Jasmine. She was three. We were in a clothing store and I'm pushing and I just had, um, I don't, maybe she wasn't, because I don't think I'd had Maddie yet. Um, probably at one of the slimmest, fittest I've ever been in my life. And I put on a coat and I said, Ooh, Jazz, how does it look? And she with just adoration in her eyes, she goes, Oh, mom, you look so fat. And the reason <laughs> she said it is because she heard me say it so many times about oh. myself. And to her, she fat meant, Oh, mom is fat. Mom is so beautiful. Yeah. This, and it was, that and was she mean. was looking at me like saying, yeah. Oh, mom, you look great. But it was the word fat because I'd used it so often. And I'd like to say I've gotten better over the years, but I, I don't. I'm constantly still complaining about my weight or, oh, my pants don't fit. Those different kinds of things. So, man, how do we switch that? That There's the million-dollar question. And how maybe do we... maybe uh, the switch is just acknowledging that, like, yeah, I talk this way about myself. It's something I don't like about myself. You know, I wish I didn't even do this. Um one of the things with my kids that I try to do is when I do cross the line or when I do, sometimes my husband's so good for me, I can be like full speed ahead. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, I don't think you need to say that to the girls or, you know, you don't need to say that even he's just as good at pulling me back, but he, even though he's almost 40, he's so old. It's because he's so wise. But, um, just saying like, that was a sinful thing I just did. Yeah. Like I shouldn't have done that. And I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, Yeah, we try not to talk about in our house. Like we just don't talk about bodies in terms of, of that. But I've noticed now the girls are teenagers and all of their friends do. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, at 12 and they're surrounded all yep. the time. So I have to talk to them about those things too. And we talk about just like, okay, so if you were fat, what would it mean differently about you? And they're like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, exactly. It wouldn't mean you're any different as a person. So is is even being fat like the worst thing in the world? And what is fat? Yes. Like we say and that word. Yes. People have different and bodies, yes. mm-hmm. different structures, different, yeah. We all should have fat. Yes. <laughs> like that's a, a gift. And I think it's really about being purposeful, especially like for me, I almost feel a little bit blessed in the realization that I'm going to go down that, that, tunnel of feeling negative about my body, but then I need to be even more purposeful about not letting that come out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I don't want my children to grow up having, um, having an unhealthy relationship with food. Mm -hmm. And so when you were raising your kids, how did you start? What was with introduction to food when they were little? What did that look like in your family? I will say, I kind of started with my my yeah. mom. No, so my dad um, got diagnosed with cancer, and um, it was terminal, and so there was really not much with traditional medicine other than chemo to even prolong. So, um, one of the things that we they tried to do was to change their diet completely, and you know there were a lot of like whole very whole foods, um, but then also like um, wheatgrass juice and you know, just like all of the things, mushroom pill. I don't even know. Lots Mm -hmm. of supplements, lots of things. He saw some doctor, um, that gave him all of these ideas, but I really did sort of, I thought that was a really fun and interesting thing to look at like the juicing and that was fun. So kind of, um, started to be introduced to like a lot. I mean, we always ate like the standard, like frozen peas, corn, green Mm -hmm. beans, canned green, whatever growing up. So I wasn't like, I didn't not know about food, different foods, but we, I didn't need a whole lot of variety. And so when we kind of went into this, it was, um, I sort of a fun thing for me to sort of learn about all these new fruits and vegetables that I didn't really ever try go through ones that I did like, didn't like eat quinoa. You know what I mean? Just, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of an adventurous person that way. Um, but again, as with any good gift, we tend to, so then it became like, okay, we can only eat this and only obsession. Yes. And bringing my sister-in-law reminded me, oh, much to my dismay, that for my brother's birthday one year, I brought my own salad to a very nice restaurant. Oh. 
I was like, I am so sorry for that girl. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, so yeah, Yeah. healthy foods are good, but they're also can be not that great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah, Anything that you don't need or whatever is not necessarily healthy for you or is not good for you. It's not healthy for you. So, um, but yeah, so then I guess my world of like, I always have loved sweets and growing candy and all of that. But then, um, eating all of these healthy foods, I sort of had like this broad, I still think I sort of have this broad range of like food. And then I make choices based off of, um, I guess, honestly, I do love the my plate. So I'll talk about the my plate a little bit. Um, I know that we don't like to promote things at the government. (laughs) It's never very fun to, you know, because you never know. But I really do like how simple it is. Um, It gives you a plate and it shows you quadrants on your plate. It splits it into four um, so that half of your plate becomes fruits and vegetables. A quarter of your plate is like whole grains, um, protein, and then a dairy serving. And I just think that's as basic as you can get. And if you did that every time or most times, if you had half of your plate being fruits and vegetables, we wouldn't have like such a struggle. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's well, And your body would be like satiated, like right? Like operating. And like, yeah. Yeah. Feeling Neutral. good. Yeah. Yes. So my plate is like the new pyramid, right? Yes, I think so. It's been around mm-hmm. actually for, I think almost say five to 10 years. Cause the girls, I used it when the girls were little it's transitioned a little bit, like just the look of it, but the same premise is, or the premise is the, the same. Food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but my kids, I got them like the little, my plates and that's, they even know now. And we love like the bento boxes for lunch because they can see then like, Oh, and it's so colorful. They love mm-hmm. to like, what can I put in this thing? Okay. Well, what do I have? I think that's part of it yeah. too, of eating. I was like, okay, what do I have? What have I eaten already? What am I going to eat? What's maybe missing? What could I get? You know, where do I have opportunities to get in some of those things that will make me feel good? And I love. Yeah. Like who, strawberries and blueberries mm-hmm. like, all day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So yeah. something I love and going back to the government, I think that um, we have so many people who are so passionate about serving different groups in the community, whether so one, I think early childhood does so much good. And there's so many people that are really pushing for good things. And there's something called go knapsack. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's really truly about early childhood programs and getting in there and helping create healthy eating habits and physical activity at a young age from like partnering with moms that are bringing their six week olds to, to childcare and allowing like, how can we help them if they're choosing to breastfeed or how can we, we start some of these processes early. And one of the big things about go knapsack is let's get fresh fruits and vegetables into the hands. Let's find programs where even if it's, if it's not cost effective for, for the program to do, how can we utilize local farmers? Like all kinds of cool, how can we help them grow their own vegetables? So now now children can see where their food comes from Mm -hmm. and have the joy of eating something that they've grown. But I love, we have an amazing woman here at Messiah. We have several of them, but Sarah Weissar, who is our nutrition specialist for the Early Childhood Development Center. And she is so good about finding really interesting things to make for our kids snack here. And one of the things that she makes the first time the kids had it, you should have seen the looks on their faces, but now it's devoured. Mm -hmm. But she takes a whole wheat tortilla Mm -hmm. with hummus and broccoli slaw. Okay. And puts it together. It's like a little sandwich. And they, you, you could probably speak to this better than I could, but I think how many times do you have to taste something? 13 times. 13. Really? We have a 13 times yeah. rule at our house. <laughs> and so it was like, so these palates haven't been introduced to some of these things. You know, it's amazing. Even talking to your the group of friends or what, how many kiddos don't regularly eat fresh fruits or vegetables when you talk about corn and peas and yeah. kind of some of those starchy things. Um, once children are introduced and have the opportunity to, maybe it's, we even would talk about, which I know this is probably not the most appropriate, but mm-hmm. kissing a, a piece of food so that it's touching your lips. And then the next step, maybe you touch it on your tongue. Maybe you even put your teeth in it, mm-hmm. even if you're not going to eat it. So you get that sensation and a little bit of the flavor. Um, I, I just, I think it's so fascinating and so great that we can introduce raw asparagus to mm-hmm. a three-year-old and they get a chance to to taste it and see how their body feels after eating it as compared to 
a prepackaged snack food. Yeah, absolutely. We have at our house that you mentioned the tortilla. We have what's called a Hanson special. And one of the things that was like my goal was like, I'm not just going to be a PBJ mom. Like, I'm not just going to make PBJs every single day. Like, I want them to have something different and variety, whatever. So one of our things called Hanson special, and it's a tortilla with peanut butter and um, fresh strawberries and blueberries and raspberries, blackberries, whatever kind of berry. And then you fold, you know, when you fold it up and I put it in their lunch and then sort of like the juices from that stuff sort of marinates until lunch. And then when the, the kids love it, that wow. is like, they ask for it all the time. Hanson special. <laughs> that's good. That is cool. Yeah. You know, they can make your own jelly. I should try yes. it. Well, yeah. no, I think that's, yes. And I think that's sort of, that's the thing for me is I like to, it, the challenge for me is okay. If you're going to give me something that I like, I'm going to figure out a way that I can eat it in a healthier way or whatever that makes me feel good, that gives me the protein so that it lasts longer in my body or whatever. So um, I, I think having an adventurous mindset towards it, towards eating, towards food, towards meal planning, towards meal preparing with your kids, bring your kids into the kitchen. Like you said, have them, you know, what's a great way to make your kids eat, to make your kids, to get your kids mm-hmm. to eat fruits and vegetables is to put them out fresh before dinner when they're starving yeah. and they're like, I need something to eat. I'm like, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think the adventure and the willingness yourself, like you're never going to get your kids to eat a cucumber or broccoli if you don't, won't eat it. Right. right? <laughs> it's just, yeah. I mean, so. When we talk about so much, even in the classroom, uh, when the kiddos are eating and if uh, what a teacher says has all the impact, if they're, if you're serving broccoli, Ew, I hate broccoli. Sorry that that's why. Like, what is the child? Even if they've never tried broccoli, they're going to hate broccoli and his parents. But if, oh, oh, it's like little trees. I Mm -hmm. I get so excited on broccoli day. Even if you yourself do not love broccoli. And if you don't, what kind of sick human are you? (laughs) Love broccoli. I cannot eat it without it getting in my teeth, though, every single time. It's a real, it's it's like a cartoon. I feel it. I feel like at some point also, I just don't even care anymore. Like I just, I don't know. You can wear it as a badge of honor. Broccoli in your teeth. I know. Look what I ate for lunch. (laughs) You mean you don't care like that like, it doesn't taste good. No. <laughs> <Or what? laughs> if you don't love it. Oh, that's Graham's favorite. Like that's the one thing that he'll all like. That's awesome. I uh, we have a thing where with the girls. I was such a great mom with the girls. <laughs> <laughs> then that third one no, came along. No. And um, so one of our like habits is that we don't eat in front of the TV. So we eat at the table. We eat together. Or if I'm you know, cooking something or making something or doing something, they'll eat at the island or whatever. But it's, you have a plate in front of you and you're, you're eating. You're not doing three different things while you're eating. So that has always gone really well until I had my son and he just is, I, I don't know. He loves more than anything to sit in front of an iPad and eat. And we tell him all the time, like, well, first of all, the girls didn't have iPads because I, like I said, I was a better parent. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, we're like, he's like, well, I'll just eat broccoli then. Like, I want to say no. I want to say yes. I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know. You stopped me. Yes, that's funny. So, yeah. There's, but, no, there's no right answer. Right. There's, there's so many different things right now in the world to navigate when it comes to even something as simple as our nutrition. Because we've talked in so many of our podcasts about so many screen time. Yeah. I mean, and, and that is... Part Screen of, time, yeah. busy schedules of yeah. we're on the go. How could I sit or be at home to make dinner? We're running. We got to do it places. Fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And That's what influences. Gonna, oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, no. That's what I was going to say when you said you don't care anymore. I don't, I don't care that I'm known as like the lady who brings her food everywhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't, you know, everyone knows our family is like, oh, they have their big bag of food or their, or their cooler or whatever. Because. I don't care. But then, you know, people will come up to me later and be like, how do you, can I really do that? How do you do that? And Mm -hmm. then I get to tell them, like, it's so great. You just throw a bunch of stuff in plastic baggies or whatever Mm -hmm. and throw it in your cooler. And then you get to decide. If you don't want to eat that during the day and you want to eat concessions or whatever, go for it. But if you want it, there it is. You have it. Like, you just, I don't know. I like to be able to have all the options, you know? I like to make my decisions for myself. I don't, I get frustrated when I'm out and about and the only options I have are, 
I don't know, whatever, fast fried food. food. Yeah, and fried food or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like all yellow food that, you know. So um, I don't I don't care anymore that I'm Good weird. for you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Love, Love so, it. I'll carry my big cooler bag with <laughs> yes. with broccoli and so yes. I'm I'm doing a mental note next time I see Jen someplace with her bag I'm gonna do a real quick switch with my bag yes, <laughs> I'm pretty sure what it's I'm gonna ask her first snack I want a Hanson special yeah <laughs> oh we'll always have those the kids will be laughing when they hear this that's funny um so something we've talked about too with like screen time and just all this wealth of information out there that's maybe not very wealthy like how do you find the good information what resources would you point us to or where do you start I guess that's okay I I do like again the my plate it's just myplate.gov and there's a ton of information there you can go make your own plan on there if you want to put your own stuff in there or get your own recipes you can sort of put in and make yourself a profile and it's very basic nutrition information. It's, I feel like the more difficult that it gets or the more complex, then the less likely you are to do it. Right. So, um, I really do like that website. I think there's a ton of information and it will send you to a ton of resources. I think it's more about where you're going to find bad information because Mm -hmm. that's where you're going to find it everywhere. Mm -hmm. Anything that it promises you that it's going to change your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to change your life. You're still going to be living your same life. It might be, you, I don't know, you might actually not like it as much, you know, like you might be the thinnest you've ever been or the most in shape or whatever you've ever been, but you still will be you and you are still going to have the same struggles that you've had before. Um, whether you're eating one kind of food or another kind of food. So, Mm -hmm. um, And it just takes me to when Jesus was at the well um, and he was talking to the Samaritan woman. And again, he he asked her for a drink Um, and he asked her for a drink. And and he says to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And it just points to that temporary satisfaction that any food or water is going to provide in this life. That's it. That's all you're going to get. And it can either, even if you eat really healthy food all the time that makes you feel really good, you're still going to struggle. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so it's, we can't, it's not our savior. And, but Jesus promises that he is our savior and that if we consume him, we will never be thirsty again. That's what he gives us. Mm -hmm. Um, and we don't get to, I guess one of the, some of the hope that I have is, um, yeah, I, it's always food, body image, my daughters, all of that. It's always going to be somewhat of a struggle. You know, I'll always have days, whatever, where I'm focused more on my body than I am on my spiritual life. Um, but I can know that when his kingdom does come into full view, that I won't, that my glorified body won't need food or, you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. won't need. It'll be perfect. Yes, it will be perfect. And that to me is like, I think when we can find ways in the everyday, whether it's food, whether it's whatever, um, we can find opportunities to be excited and to be thankful for God's gift of salvation for what is to come. Um, and so then it sort of then can help put food back into its place. It's right. rightful mm-hmm. place a little bit. As Knock that it gift. off the throne of our hearts, yeah. which mm-hmm. is what we have to do with so many things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, in all things health related, earthly related, I've always, I've, I love to help make things easier for people, whether it's food, whether it's nutrition, whether it's, um, habits, whether it's whatever. But what I really love is talking about how Christ is when he's King, then everything else can sort of go back to the gift that they are instead of the the way we worship them, you know, mm-hmm. so. Well, and it really does in so many, we can talk about it since we're talking about food and nutrition, but in so many instances, it all comes back to what's, what's on the throne of our hearts, right? Mm-hmm. If it's, if it's our relationship with food, if it's anything, putting the busyness of life ahead of Christ, it's all about kind of mm-hmm. getting our hearts right. So that's the perfect place to, yes. to bring it back to. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. We can't, we 
just really do love to separate, I think, the food. And like our natural bodies, like food, exercise, like that has nothing to do with God, right? Like it doesn't have anything to do with our relationship with God, but it does. Mm. Like when we can acknowledge the ways that he's made our bodies and how it works and food and drink and exercise are all things that we can use as gifts or as tools to to make ourselves feel better in this life or whatever. Um, but it's never disconnected. So It's all connected and it's really cool way to just once again bask in like the God's creativity and his masterpiece of this is how the body functions and this is how there it is all connected even our um moods and our diet and yes. our yes our sleep and like every part of our body and our brains are, it is all connected we like to think if I eat five cupcakes it's not really gonna matter yeah that's going to affect how many is yeah. it is. <laughs> oh your goodness. brain, your body, your, and when do we eat five cupcakes? Usually when we're, do, we always like, the, not a great we day. like, yeah, we like to do the easy route and instead of maybe doing the hard work of digging down to why are, why are we experiencing stress or anxiety? Yeah. Let's shove some sugar in our mouth. Mm-hmm. I'm or guilty. We've done really well all day yeah. and we've restricted and this is my all reward. day. And yeah. all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, I can't stop. You know? Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, speaking of, you know, real life ways that food can impact your body, I think I'm discovering, so I don't want to promote any products, but I got this certain appliance, much to my Mm. husband's dismay, another kitchen appliance, (laughs) Mm. but, um, it can make, I love ice cream and it make, I can make, I can basically make a protein shake ish or whatever, something sweet into ice cream and it has that mouth feel of ice cream and I love it. Does this Nobody's- product like make you think of little guys dressed in black? Yes. Okay. I'm fighting the sugar <sighs> demons. No. I, I have had that product sitting in oh. one of my carts for months, but I, I didn't know if it was actually worth the money. Okay. Well, let me are you giving me a thumbs up? I'm just <laughs> when I say that no food related thing will change your life, I was wrong. <laughs> but really and truly, okay, so I've been eating this ice cream every night and not eating all of the candy, sugar, whatever that I normally eat, or if I do, it's a small amount in the ice cream. I was having night sweats horribly bad for like years, every night. And I thought it was like hormonal. Like what is happening? I'm having, I'm waking up in the night. I'm like, sorry, TMI, change my clothes because Mm -hmm. I'm soaked in sweat. Since I got this thing, I'm not kidding you guys. I have not had night sweats. I don't, I don't. And I think it's a blood sugar thing. Mm -hmm. I think my blood sugar was like totally tanking. And then I'm waking up in a sweat. So sorry for the TMI, but if you don't I like think what the I'm food hearing. impacts your body. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I really do like it. Except, again, now I just worry every day that it's going to break. <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> so, but also none of my family members want it because they're like, that's protein shake. I don't want that. I'm like, perfect. Do you use like me. Greek yogurt in there? Like a um, plate? Or what do you use for your base? I use Fairlife milk with... Um, has like higher protein in it. Um, and I use sugar-free, fat-free pudding mix. So tell me it's unhealthy. I don't care. Mm. Um, that, and then like a protein powder. Um, and then there's like, you can do extracts or you can put strawberries in there, whatever. So I just mix it all first. Um, you can use a blender to make, if you want, you don't really have to, I don't think, but I have like an immersion blender. So I just mix it right in the little thing and then you freeze it and then you put it in there and four minutes, of just like painful waiting later, <laughs> you have ice cream. I can even put it, you can put it in a cone. I eat it in a cone. Oh day. my goodness. You guys put sprinkles in it and then I have sprinkle ice cream. Uh-huh. It's like waiting for an espresso though. Four minutes. Four minutes. <laughs> the longest four minutes of your day. Oh, you know, yeah. And it's really loud. So my husband is just like, what is that thing doing? It's going to fly away. And I'm like, I don't care. It can take me with it. <laughs> I'm going. So yeah, no, I do love that thing. And it, I mean, again, adventurous. Yep. Find, and ways find, find ways to make treats as healthy as possible. Yes. Yes. I love it. Yeah. That sounds fun. You make it sound fun. It oh, can be. It can be. Okay. But it can be a lot of work. Meal prepping is like so much work. It really is. I'm not going to be... And it takes that time and the... So I am not, like, graceful in the kitchen by any means. And since I had this baby, I have experienced a hunger like I have never experienced before. Because I'm I'm breastfeeding (laughs) and I have to eat. Mm -hmm. 
And before I, you know, I'm fine with grazing or I just, meh. But now I get hangry in a real way. And I can't, Michael used to do most of the kitchen stuff. And now I'm like, I have to, I have to have control or I'm going to freak out because I'm hungry. (laughs) Anyways, I'm doing freezer meals Mm -hmm. to help set myself up for success because I am so tired at night or I just can't. Uh, So I took on last Friday, I made uh, 14 freezer meals all by myself and it almost killed me. But I did it. Go. 14. That's two weeks. Trudy Lappy. Shout out to Trudy because she gave me these recipes. And I think they're pretty healthy, but, and they're super simple. Yeah. That's and what I like. Yeah. Very simple. But, and it's going to prevent totally you worth it from because I'm not going to be snacking. Yeah. Because it'll be there and it won't, you won't drive through right. whatever fast food place is closest to home. And don't you think when you like, when you know what you're going to eat, you kind of are excited about it and then you don't want to do something else. Like when I have my food in my bag, I'm like, Ooh, like I know what I'm having. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I just, there's something about the anticipation that then I don't, I don't know. I'm fine with it. And just that safety for lack of better word of like, I'm not gonna, thank you. it's it's all, it's okay. It's right there. It's not, I'm going to get cranky and freak out and have to go whatever drive through where yeah I like that too and so if I'm somewhere like I I don't go anywhere without food because I don't know I think it's a weird thing but I do I don't like to go places without food because I don't know where I'm gonna be Mm -hmm. I gotta take care I gotta take care of me (laughs) it's so it is a thing though even going to other people's houses which I'm I feel bad because people probably maybe have gone to my house and felt the same of like well, what if there's no food there? <laughs> what if I don't know? Yeah. I I get that. Yeah, That's the thing. I always in this is a little this is top secret information. Mm. The console of my car <laughs> has always been my stash because usually I leave. I've I've been at work for a long day and I am so hungry and I'm starting to but my mind has been preoccupied so I haven't thought about eating and I get in there and it used to be jelly beans. I always had jelly beans in there. By the time I got home and started making supper, I felt like I was going to vomit because yes. mm-hmm. I yes. just spiked my blood sugar. So I've tried to be better. So usually there's beef jerky mm-hmm. or something like that. Quite honestly, now there's nothing in there because after I couldn't put jelly beans in there anymore, it <laughs> The beef jerky worked for a while. But, you know, again, that's setting up yourself up for success yeah. where you have... Instead of, if I can reach in and grab jelly beans, it's a, about six or seven minute drive home. I could probably down that whole bag of jelly beans in that six or seven minutes if I try really hard. Mm-hmm. Same with Twizzlers. So don't yes. keep them in there. Don't, don't right. have that temptation right there. And those are some of the things, you know, I think one of the things that culture tells us all the time is like self-care. You got, you have to take care of, you have to do it. what's right for you. And it's okay. You can do it. It's self-care. Sometimes self-care is, I know I am going to struggle with that. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to have it there. Yeah. Like I, sometimes love is a little tougher than we yeah. think it is. Self-care <laughs> is, is taking, taking care of, of your body. You really yeah. need, not what you want. Right. No. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's not permissing yeah. what you want to be okay, even if it isn't. <laughs> that is my, something I totally struggle with is um, if something is there, I will eat the whole thing. Like I can't have Oreos in my house. I can't have, I can't bake I, cookies. I can't either. And I, tell you we have these Christmas cookies that my sister and I we just had this conversation yesterday my mom they're my grandma's recipe nobody else really likes them they're a molasses cookie they're not like super sweet it sounds amazing it's the best and I cannot I literally ate two batches of these cookies like full all by myself when's the next time you'll have them again next Christmas and that's what I said too it's like well it's Christmas (laughs) (laughs) but not anymore but that is like I, I just know that about myself, so I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Intuitive eating. When I went through that, there was, there's a whole portion. It's called the donuts and Doritos and donuts phase. And it's when you like bring back that stuff and you eat that. And if that's all you eat, then that's all you eat. But you do it with the rest of the principles. Like I'm going to sit here and I'm going to eat this. I'm going to see how it really makes me feel like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to eat it slowly and I'm going to. I'm going to fill up on it, you know, or whatever. I'm going to do whatever. I'm going to eat it. And then you're taking in then. So then you can sort of compare it instead of having Mm -hmm. that mindset of like, always like I'm trying to 
push down thoughts and emotions and feelings towards this, you're like letting them come up and you're letting them just be what they are instead of what you think they should be. So you're like, okay, yeah, I just, I, that's what I want to eat. I'm going to eat it. I'm going to eat a donut. And then you realize like, okay, I didn't feel that great. Or, or I ate a donut and then I didn't eat for three more hours and it was fine. Mm -hmm. Like it's sort of just like watching your body instead of, instead of judging it, just sort of like watching what your body does. So So eating 30 Christmas cookies and feeling a sense of amazing Christmas joy is a good thing. (laughs) I say that. It's nostalgia. I think that's a win. I think I only (laughs) ate cookies the entire day. And that's that's the thing. That's the thing. Instead of trying to say, I can't have that or I'm never going to have that, the, the concept is eat the cookies, but have that. Like I used to eat the cookies, but because I ate the cookies, eat the other things too. Or, yeah. or make myself eat something first before I could eat the cookies. So I would only eat a few cookies, but then I would eat more cookies. You know, so it's mm-hmm. like, if you want the cookies, just eat the cookies. Yeah. Doesn't mean you have to eat. You might find at some point, if you just eat the cookies, you don't have to eat them all every time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of the concept and it's, it is, it's, it really is a lot of work though. I will say that. The, and it's like yeah. training that intuitive yeah. eating yes. is a lot of training. So you have to listen to your body yes. and you have to take the time self-control. I promised myself a year. I said, okay, I'm going to try this for a year and I'm going to just, whatever happens, happens. You know, like at that point I was terrified of, of gaining weight or, you know what I mean? Just whatever. I, yeah. So I said, I'm going to give myself a year and if it's completely whatever, then I'll just go back to what I was doing, I guess, or I'll whatever, but I'm going to try this. And it was a very freeing, it's um, a tool that I feel like God gave me to sort of free me from a lot of the ways I was thinking about things. But again, he was with me in that study. He was with me in that trial. He was with me all the way through that. And it was never, I was always praying like, Lord, change my, like, change my heart, mm-hmm. please. Because I just don't even like, I'm going to try these things, but I don't even know what they are. And I don't even know what this means. And can you change me? Can you help me not want these things? And can you help me just to like, not worry so much about this. Um, and he did, I mean, like he really does. And I still, I struggle, but really and truly he's with me in that struggle too. Mm-hmm. So he, I feel like he has, I truly believe he has changed my desires, um, from one of being the thinnest possible or being the smallest. It was always, when I was growing up, was always being small. If you were the smallest person that was always like, glorified like there she's so tiny she's even tinier than you is what people would always say to me uh, oh she's Jess, you she, were really tiny but she was even tinier than me you yes. know like that was and so I was always like well I want to be the tiniest yeah because that's the thing right even tinier that's than how me, you get noticed I yeah. guess mm-hmm. I don't know that is so okay because we did grow up together yeah I am not tiny I'm tall but I was really thin growing up too and so many people would comment on it of like time. why do we I wish people didn't say that. I know. One way or the other. I don't know Like, what don't means. tell me I'm skinny or yeah. thin. Like, who cares? Yeah. yeah that's all you know. Or tall and yeah. identify you by right. how you look. Which, and then when you're not that, it's kind of... It's so confusing. Jarring, yeah. You're a child. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> what does this even matter? I don't know. <laughs> oh, one other thing we should talk about then also is, because this has come up with the, one of the uh, friend of ours, a neighbor of ours, her daughter is in high school. She's a senior. And she is built in a way that is wonderful, but it's different than a way that a lot of teen girls are. She maybe is more developed, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know sure. how to say these things, mm-hmm. but she feels like she needs to have. I mm-hmm. want skinny legs. I'm like, well, you have your legs, mm-hmm. and yeah. you are very healthy. You. You know, you exercise, you're strong, you can do a lot of things, you love to dance, you love to do this, you love to do that. I'm like, you can sit there and always want to have someone else's legs and you'll never get them. Mm-hmm. You're always going to have some version of your legs. Yeah. So you better start to just love the legs you got, you know, and mm-hmm. because we're always, yeah, we see magazines or we, whatever, maybe they don't have magazines anymore. Right. Maybe <laughs> but I think it's even worse today because they have... TikTok or whatever. Yeah, where you don't have to go to the grocery Instagram. store to find it. Yeah. yeah. And these girls really do look perfect. And they're 12. They're supposed to be in their most awkward, you know, yeah. ridiculous phase. And they look amazing. But that do you see the, out, the things where they're like, this is what I really look yeah. like. And they're like, and their stomach hangs yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And you're like, thank you. Yes. <laughs> there's a, there's somebody on Instagram and her name is Danae. And I think it's Mercer is her last name. And her whole 
goal for being Insta famous is I think she was a fitness model, but she's like, the internet is not real. And she goes on and she's, she'll show you her before. And then she shows you. And she said, okay, this is what, this is what they see. This is what you see. And it's her letting her time. And she'll show you how they do the poses. And she shows you how they use Photoshop. And she, and she's her, she really wants a positive body image and she shows her stretch marks and everything and said, okay, this is not real. Stop judging Mm -hmm. on. And now AI, a lot of the people that you see on social media aren't even people. It's AI, you know, mm-hmm. so how can we hold that us, ourselves to that standard of something that's not even real? Right. Yes, and, and why, you know, why, why do our hearts long to be held to that standard when we, again, mm-hmm. need to recenter our focus? Mm-hmm. And really what is beauty and what is, what do our people attracted to is that, that love of Christ pouring right. through you. You know, the, when I think of who is the most beautiful people I know, it is people that you just know Christ is in them and that love and that light is shining through them and their bodies look a lot of different ways. And, yeah. and I don't even notice that yeah. because you notice is their goodness and their kindness. Yeah. And, and yeah, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> let's tr- strive that. for that. Yes. yes. And that's, yeah. what, that's what we should mm-hmm. as Christ followers. That's, that hard work of resisting Satan. We, we've been given the tools. He's, we've got the, the Holy Spirit. We've got self-control. Mm-hmm. We have the ability to, when we notice these things about ourselves, reframing it and saying, no, my identity is not in the food I ate. It's not in how my body looks. It's not this, that. It's in Christ, my Savior. And, mm-hmm. and boy, that conversation has to take internally place a lot. But yeah. Little steps. I feel like I drugged my mom a little bit at the beginning of this when I said she was always in diet. Sorry, mom. But um, I want to. I want to then bring up the fact that um, something I say to my daughters is something she always said to me, and why the dieting thing gets in, and why and these two things get in. But again, for somehow we're disconnected. She would always say to me, and I say this to my girls all the time: It isn't what others think of you; it's what the Lord knows of you. So yeah. if someone thinks you're fat or thin or nice or or good looking or not good looking, what they Who think cares? of you isn't mm-hmm. what it's what the Lord knows of you. And then I always ask them, what does the Lord know of you? And mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. it, whether good, bad or ugly, I mean, mm-hmm. it's something to reflect on is what does the Lord know of you? And we sang last night of Wednesday night, my favorite song right now, the I am who you say I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. I'm a child of God. And that is no matter what we feel like or what we look like or what we see in the mirror or who, what, who tells us what, what does God know of us? He knows that we are redeemed children of God. And that's, and someday we will have that perfect where this won't even be a conversation yeah. and him becoming man. He even, he knows mm-hmm. the struggles with food. He knows what it was like to be hungry. And, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and so we, we have a God, we do not have a God that can't sympathize yeah. with us. You know, he knows, he knows what it's like. And so we can, again, yes, rest in that, that he knows that we struggle. Mm-hmm. He knows. And he said, anyway, we're worth it. So, and we, and he loves us mm-hmm. exactly where we're at. Yeah. Jenny, thank you so much for coming. This was a great conversation. Happy birthday. Yes. And happy future birthday to your husband. Thank you. And I just really appreciate this conversation. Good perspective to have for everyone. So, of course. I know. I feel sorry. I didn't really give you very many healthy eating tips except. Fruits and veggies. Right. Nine. That's the thing. Like we (laughs) know we need. We know what to do. It's just that mindset of, yeah. 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 Thank awesome. you. Well, thank you for having me. Yay. Thanks, Jenny. Oh, Jenny. I just did Jen. It. It's fine. I just, I just went back to Honey Creek. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a Messiah Lutheran ministry production. Subscribe to Messiah Lutheran on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find our worship services and our Sermon Extra podcast by searching Messiah Lincoln on YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe so you don't miss out on any of our content. If you'd like to know more about Messiah Ministries, visit messiah.us. We'd love to hear from you as well, so please email us at littlethingsatmessiah.us. At